faster, higher, stronger together. It's the This Game Wear podcast with me, Chris, and... I think I already know the game. Ashley! It's me, Ashley. Really? I think it's Olympic Gold by US Gold. What makes you think that? Because it's a Mega Drive sports game and Faster, Higher, Stronger Together is the Olympics theme. Uh, Well, not theme. The What's it called? The theme... Slogan? Slogan, yeah. So it's an Olympics game, and the only one I'm aware of on the Mega Drive is Olympic Gold by US Gold. According to a quick Google search earlier, it's the slogan of the Winter Olympics, which is obviously happening right now as we record. Is it? So it's yeah. not the it's not the Olympics slogan. No. Well, it might be. It might be both. I, this is the, the extent of my Olympics knowledge, i.e., none whatsoever. In which Winter Olympic sport will higher be a necessary element? They're not doing. I suppose ski jumping. Yeah, ski jumping. No, that's length. That's that's further. Uh, they don't measure well, the height, do they? Height they don't comes do, into it. They don't do pole vault on the skis, do they? That's going to slop off the end and run down. It's all about going slop high. Slop off the end? Yeah. It's not about going high. It's about going long. They measure the distance. Mm, both go together. Anyway, what I'm sensing is that it might not be Olympic gold. Might not be. Do you want, do you want to know? I mean, should we do some chat before we go into the game? Because I've, I've jumped right in. This is the earliest I've ever tried to guess a game. No, it's good. I like it. Right. So you made the mistake to explain my methodology there. Or, or not methodology, my method. You have made the mistake, or maybe not a mistake, I don't know, of putting all of your platforms and genres on our OneNote. So I know what's coming up va- vaguely. And I did a bit of prep work. Just don't look. Maybe just don't look at it. Balls to that. Curiosity. It's too much, isn't it? Needs sating. I had a little look. I I refreshed myself on a few games that I was um, familiar with on the Mega Drive in terms of sports games. One of which is Olympic Gold. So if it is that, then I already know what to expect. The other ones were Dino Dini Soccer. Did you ever play that one? Nope. We've talked about that before. It's pretty good. Is that one with the... We have, I think, yeah. You kick the ball. No, no, that's Marco's Magic Football or something like that. Mm, Okay. Or, uh, what is it, Uh, Kid Cleats. Mm. I think there are a couple of games that do the similar platforming with a football or soccer ball. The Hurricanes? And Kid Cleats is one and then... Oh, yeah, is that the Nickelodeon? Uh, it's a cartoon about a soccer soccer team. Yeah, that uh, that was on Nickelodeon, the Hurricanes or something like that. And then there was Renford Rejects. That was another Nickelodeon. That wasn't a cartoon, though. But that we're going that way. We're going away from games. I don't think there was a Renford Rejects game. So bring him back. Dino Dini Soccer. That was a football game on the Mega Drive. It was pretty good. There was Sensible Soccer as well, obviously, that everybody loves. And various others. I didn't think you'd be doing Olympic gold, to be honest. You've gone too far. Rain it back in to the fact this is the slogan of the Olympics. I'm going. I'm going to go for the this game web blurb. See if that helps you at all. Yeah. Okay. Is this game where you play 10 different challenges as one of 16 different groups and it is set in Norway? Yeah. So it is, it's a Winter Olympics version of Olympic Gold. Probably. I, I don't know what that game is. Olympic oh, Gold, okay. I mean. I don't. I, well, th- this game we're doing today is Winter Olympics on the Mega Drive because I wanted to celebrate wow. the Winter Olympics happening. Come on. Why? Well, therein lies a good question, because I have watched precisely zero minutes of the Winter Olympics in my entire life. Really? Yep. The closest you've got to the Winter Olympics is watching Cool Runnings on repeat. Great film. That yeah, would be probably, my guess. Probably yeah. is, actually. Yeah. I'm playing this game. Yeah. Okay, so you owned this game. Yeah, I got bought it by Santa in, I think, Christmas 
1996. I really enjoyed the variety of the game, but didn't have a clue what was going on in any of the events because I was not a aficionado or not even a novice. I had no knowledge at all of what I was supposed to be doing. I, I remember, for example, there's a game where you ski and then you stop skiing and then you have to shoot some targets and then you can't do skiing. shooting. That yeah, that's a cross country. Something what? or other. I can't remember what it's called. Ski trap or something like that. I can't remember. It's a much more interesting collection, eclectic mix of sports in the Winter Olympics than you get in the summer. Or at least mm. they're just things that we're not familiar with as a as a community. Equally, I wouldn't know because my experience of the Olympics is pretty much the same. Apart from watching the opening ceremony of the London 2012 Olympics, that's pretty much it. Uh, Olympics knowledge. Righty-ho. So I think the subtitle for this episode could just be why and <laughs> i think it's also a question i think the reason for that is it's going to be a question that comes up again and again during this uh episode the first i mean not the first but the most recent why out of what you've just told me or the first one that came up in that was why the hell why the hell did anybody think hmm chris i'm gonna get him for christmas the Winter Olympics game. Who was thinking that? Who did that? I think this was another game that had P written in the corner. Do you remember what that meant? Yes, pre-owned. Yeah. I so su- that's your dad. Your dad's bought this for you. I suspect my parents saw it in the pre-owned section at Electronics Boutique and thought, yeah, sure, why not? So I, I, I don't want to criticise them because obviously there was, there was, there was love there. E- equally, I think the price of the second-hand game probably outweighed the actual thinking. Hmm, would Chris actually enjoy this game? Do you think there was a level of, of aspirant thinking? in what they were doing sort of let's try and get our son into sports and then they just went well winter olympics is sports isn't it we'll get him a gun with gun and skis with all that winter olympics stuff i can do around here exactly well that's the problem Uh, that was the first why of the of the episode why would you want to celebrate the winter olympics just in general but specifically this one feels a little bit more unethical than the rest why is that? For a variety of reasons. Well, there's current, there's current and historic uh, human rights abuses in going on in China. I oh, talked no. off mic to you about the Uyghur Muslims and the uh, the harrowing events that are going on in China with the Uyghur Muslim community. There's then the fact as well. I mean, disparate issues and not the only ones, but the most recent conversation that was going on around these Winter Olympics is that it's taking place in Beijing and there is no natural snow in Beijing. So the entire Winter Olympics is being staged on on man-made snow. And the effort, the environmental impact of creating snow is huge. Absolutely huge. So Uh, I just wondered why we were celebrating this. uh, (laughs) That was the first one. Have I done a bad? Am I going to get this cancelled? You always do a bad. I don't know. Not, I don't know. Some people won't care. Some people won't care. It is something that I don't really think is a good idea. But I also am more and more questioning the uh, sensibility, the sense of staging large scale events like this that require people to meet up from around the world in huge numbers. And I don't mean COVID wise, I mean flights and such. But well, it's not the podcast for that. I'll be honest. This is a game I had. The Winter Olympics are happening now. I thought it's either do it now or we do it February 2026. Yeah, and we might not be around in February 2026. We might have popped our clogs. Or because of all the planes and the carbon footprint because these uh, Olympic athletes maybe will all be having our clogs popped, possibly. This is this is really mm. cheer, isn't it? 
It is cheery. Right, I'll cheer you up. Uh, the front cover's really nice. It's got a nice shade of purple on it. Has it? I, I will have a look in a moment. Yeah. I don't know if I've played this or a ported version of it well, like a, a different on a different console. Because I remember the trap shooting or whatever it's called. Or is it Nordic skiing? Is it Nordic skiing? I don't know. Go on, sorry. It came out for everything, so you may well have done it. This is the official game of the 1994 Winter Olympics, which was set in Lilla, Lillehammer. I hope I'm pronouncing that oh, right yeah. for our Norwegian uh, listeners. Probably not. I think I it's Lillehammer. Well, that's what I thought, but then I went on Wiktionary, and there was a little clip where you could press play, and there was someone who said, Lillehammer. And I, I listened to it over okay. and over, and I've even written the phonetic way of pronouncing it, so I hope I've done that right. The 1994 Winter Olympics took place between the 12th and the 27th of February 1994, when I was a mere seven years old, and probably about as aware of it going on as I am at the moment as a 35 year old how old were you when this was happening what was it 96 you say 95 february 94 thanks for listening february 94 so well i've had i talked a lot about other things haven't i drove it out of my mind 94 i would have been six right okay so you probably about as aware of it as as i was then yeah i think probably less so i was probably in 1994 my interest probably would have involved riding around on a plastic red tractor picking up ladybirds and putting them in the open truck at the back the open trailer at the back i got quite a lot like like literally hundreds oh okay it's very good did you ever see one of the inverted ones where it's black with red spots yeah yeah they're pretty cool aren't they one did a wheel my brother once go back to what you said then you said you played it on something you think this game released worldwide late 93 to early 94 it came up for the amiga the mega drive the game boy the snares the game gear ms dos and in 1995 the master system because of course people on our system wanted to play the game of the 1994 winter olympics in 1995 makes perfect sense what do you mean it doesn't i think it does actually make a perfect amount of sense in the sense that um there are certain territories that as we know were big into the mass system for a long time and where gaming costs a lot and that was eu whatnot that was in europe mm-hmm. in europe it came out in 1995 oh in that case it doesn't make all that much sense <laughs> in no. fairness that maybe that represents maybe that reflects the general uh, and i i am sorry to our scandinavian friends across the water uh, the general disinterest of the mainland european countries in in the winter olympics Possibly. So the, the maybe one thing to celebrate about the Winter Olympics is that it allows countries that aren't necessarily given the space or room to shine, the space or room, that aren't given the space to shine on other platforms. It gives them that space. So places like Norway and Finland and Sweden mm. have got a, quite a big winter sports interest. They actually win quite a lot in these as far as I understand. Yeah, because it's their... Uh... Is, is what the landscape's like. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that is. They embrace what's around them. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's like Whereas a... the rest of Europe's not interested and therefore nah. they, Finland doesn't get its game until 1995. I went to Norway actually 10 years ago this year thinking about it. I forgot about that. Little link oh, there. Look at it, you. It was really nice. Everyone in Norway was very, very friendly. Went to a little town called Heimar. Went on the train to Oslo. Oslo was amazing. Stunning. Yeah. Went to a Viking museum where they've got an actual Viking boat that had been dug up and restored. That was amazing. You can see that in York. Yeah, but it was in Oslo. I had meatballs yeah. in a restaurant. Cool. Not Swedish. No, not Norwegian. They were they were very nice. I've got a little I've got a little glove that was a Viking. It's got little horns. So we use it. This game was published by US Gold, who were a British developer in Birmingham, 
and their bread and butter was to primarily publish games imported from America at a lower price, which you mentioned right. US Gold earlier on. I did. They made Olympic Games. Sorry, they made Olympic Gold. Well, so I went down that looking when I found this was published by them. I had heard of that company and then found they were based in Birmingham. Right, so why they're called US Gold? That's because it, yeah. is, it is gold from America. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. So that's a nice little tidbit yeah. of information for me. I, I, uh, that's new, new information. The game, however, was not published. The game, however, was obviously not developed by US Gold, their publisher. The developers were called Tiertech Studios, and they were a Macclesfield studio, so again in the UK, who folded in the early noughties. They did a lot of sports games and then licensed games. It ended up being pretty much exclusively Game Boy, Game Boy Color licensed games for Disney and Nintendo, like Toy Story Racers, things like that, you know, like where it's like a decent license on the Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Yeah, well, I might have. That's maybe where I know them from. They, they did I, a lot. Mm. I was quite surprised by how much they did. The interesting thing with this, then, you said that you played a version of this. The interesting thing with this is that Tech Studios, who actually, just for clarity, they developed the versions that were console only. So the Amiga and the MS DOS versions were created by a completely separate company. So Tech Studios, therefore, did the Mega Drive, Game Boy, SNES, Game Gear, and Master System versions. So six different versions. Each of those six different versions was done by a separate developer within Tech Studios entirely. So it's almost six different games if that makes sense that therefore means there's disparities between the games for example apparently the snes version is a lot harder than the mega drive version and the master system version is a bit more forgiving because the controls are easier to uh, to get to grips with mm. okay the game has a two-player mode i remember playing this quite a lot with my brother trying to figure out the 10 events and what to do the the, the ones that spring to mind are ones that we kind of mentioned already i remember the there's one with the ski jump and you have to try and get your jump to go as high and long as possible i remember the ones based around bobsledding as in cool runnings which you've mentioned yeah. already the shoot and ski one which is bizarre uh, i also i looked into a little bit well i just episode. looked for that by the way just to cut in uh the shooting and skiing is called biathlon yes i've, I've got a list of all 10 events here i dropped them down just in case it needed to come up um i don't know what some of these events are even from the name and even from my memory of having played the game, I, I don't recall what they are at all. Okay. Do you want the list? Yeah, if it's an appropriate... Because I, I quit in on you there, just to give you the name of that shooty ski. That's all right. So, uh, so the, if it's appropriate for now. Yeah, sure, why not? The 10 challenges are Downhill, the Giant Slalom, mm. the Slalom, the Super G. Right, so they're all skiing, aren't they? Well, you'll see a theme if you just... Um, just hold on to that. The Bobsled, the Luge. Luge? Luge? How do you say Luge. The Freestyle Moguls, Ski Jumping, the Biathlon, and the Short Track. Now, the commonality with that, there are 10 events in the Mega Drive version, and seven of them involve skiing in some capacity. Yeah, so Short Track is um, is skating, ice skating. Is it speed skating? Mm. Oh. Um, biathlon is the skiing with the shooting. Uh, what else was there? Freestyle Moguls, that would be... Uh, the ups and downs. It's the one that's oh, like the tussocks. You know, like you, you on the hills. Yeah, yeah, I suppose the trussocks. Luge is on the uh, like little tin tray sort of the sledge thing. To, single to... man sled. Yeah, and then bobsled is the four man sled, isn't it? Yeah, and then everything else is just skiing of, of various different iterations. Yeah. This is also the Winter Olympics as a an aside. Fat fans, 
the Winter Olympics where Tonya Harding competed in the figure skating, which was part of the film I, Tonya, which is a very good film if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I. it is a good film. Can you spoil a thing that happened in history? Can you spoil history? What thing that happened nearly 30 years ago? Obviously, Tonya Harding's famous for being involved in a conspiracy. Well, maybe being involved in a conspiracy to break her, her opponent's legs. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly. what Tony Harding has ended up being famous for. The I film's did, actually quite. I didn't, a, I didn't say it was a, a fun fact. No, it's it's quite an empathetic um, rendition of it the is. story, the I Tonya uh, film. So I'm Margot Robbie being, being a good actor again. Pulling you up, then you mentioned how difficult the game is on the SNES, but you were playing it on the Mega Drive. What's your experience of it in terms of difficulty? I don't remember the gameplay to that level to be honest i remember enjoying the variety of it the fact that these these 10 events and that they are all different and the fact that i said the two the two player mode to be again to be quite honest i don't really remember what some of the events even are i've just got these kind of odd mm. flashes of of what some of them are but uh, i remember quite enjoying playing it back in the day you enjoy playing it but it wasn't you don't remember if it was difficult or not no i think it was something i played because of the two player elements and something i played because i felt compelled to because you know, it, it it wasn't that me and Winter Olympics were, were bedfellows, but I'd got this game, so I wanted to play it. It's a bit of an anomaly in your game collection, I would say. Very much so. I would even go as far as to say it's possibly the only sports game I owned, or even own still. Apart from, I mean, there's maybe some exceptions there. I did get World Cup 98. I got that secondhand for about a quid on did the you? PlayStation 1. Yeah. Mm. And presumably you also owned, I think you had a 3-in-1 of some kind, which maybe had a football game on uh, yeah there's one on the game gear that had that had a, a, a simple football penalty shootout thing was that the one with columns on as well yes yeah yeah so i'm that's why i remember that because me uncle had the same one uh i think it had super hang on columns and a football game international football or something international and soccer and a little tennis one that had sonic as the umpire oh i don't i don't remember that one that would be an interesting one when it comes around next next january i guess <laughs> Nice. Yeah, US Gold, just uh, to, to fill out that, that picture a little bit. Um, I think I've mentioned a game on the mass system that I had as a young'un that's called Heroes of the Lance, which we'll be talking about in a, in a in an episode at some point. That is a Dungeons & Dragons game. I didn't know what Dungeons & Dragons was at the time, and but we had this game. It, it was far more difficult than I think it should have been, but I've since found a, a playthrough that can complete the game in five minutes so excellent that humbled me if it is if it, if i have played this i think that this kind of differentiates itself from usual track and field style sports games in a key way that makes it more interesting and more fun because a lot of the time olympics games or track and field style games they boil themselves down into take two buttons and smash them mm-hmm. alternately as fast as you can and they were they were real thumb torture whereas i think this doesn't really have that because you've got because you've got sort of uh uh, it's more sort of directional you've got to try and weave your way down the hill as opposed to get down it as fast like actually physically bashing the buttons to go fast Uh, and also i think the the shooting if if this again is the one that i played i might be talking about a totally different game uh the shooting has like a little pinpoint and it moves around on the screen and you have to press the button 
at the right time to shoot through the first hole then you've got to shoot uh, do it again for the second hole and you've got to do like five in a row and then you can go up and ski again that sounds pretty similar to what i remember yeah so we might i might have played this then interesting um as it is, I if it is the game that I played, let's just keep this caveat that caveat in. If it is the game that I played, that biathlon similarly it confused and bamboozled me. I didn't have a clue what I was supposed to do because you you do the shooting and then you get back up and you go around the track again. Yeah, well, and you sit down and you do the shooting and you go around again. It's exactly, ridiculous. Exactly like I said, I had no understanding of what any of these. As you said quite flippantly at the start, you know my experience of the game of Winter Olympics, sorry, being limited to cool runnings, that pretty much was bang on the money you were playing this when 96 did you say yeah well i got for christmas 96 so it would have been 97 if i'm being pedantic which i am so around 97 there was another snowboarding game uh coming out as well but on a new console what, 1080 yes yeah yeah i think was that 97 or was it later i don't know but 1080 for me was a bit of a start of a fascination with snowboarding games i quite enjoyed it did you ever play it no. No. Mm, okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, we won't, we won't talk about it. It'll come up in another episode anyway. So it, it, I played it recently and it doesn't do, it doesn't, it doesn't hold up as well as I'd no. like. But just thought I'd throw a little nod into 1080 Snowborns as we talk about snow. Is there anything else you've got to say or should we, uh, should we launch ourselves off the, off the mountain? There is literally, work? No, there is literally nothing else to say about this game. So yeah, I think we should hurl uh, ourselves down that proverbial mountain. Okie dokie. higher stronger more like slower lower weaker am i right ashley oh you are so witty so witty it wasn't slow it wasn't a slow game but it was pretty weak yeah yeah i didn't enjoy it i don't think it is the one that i played okay is that just to get that out of the way i think it's probably much of a muchness i it didn't none of it none of it was particularly enjoyable even when you knew how to do it so we started the game and neither of us had read any of the instructions or manual or anything like that. Path the course. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Path the course for us playing uh, this podcast, but also path the course for back in the day as well. Yeah, I wouldn't have read the manual. I definitely wouldn't have. And if I'd come into this game having not read the manual, I mean, I suppose it's partly my own fault, but I'd have been none, none the wiser. I wouldn't have no idea how to play these games. They are semi-standard in terms of certain elements. So the bobsled and the luge, in order to gain speed, there is a button bashing element that is common to all track and field or Olympic style games. I mentioned it in the first half, that thumb torture type thing. They are blessedly uh, short in uh, in this because it's just the very few first few seconds of luge and bobsled. So that was nice. Yep. But then the rest of Bob's Sudden Luge weren't nice. They were a no. bit meh. And there were so many, as we said in the first half, so many of the events revolved around skiing. And I think four of them out of the seven that revolve around skiing, four of them, the camera is positioned in such a way that you have to react to things as they're sort of hurtling towards you. And the the controls as well 
are so shonky that it just renders those unplayable. I did each of those events twice. I did the full Olympics once and I did a mini Olympics where I basically played through a full Olympics again. Uh, for clarity there as well, the full Olympics are where you play through all 10 events one after the other. Mini Olympics is where you can customise, which I think is quite a nice idea. You can, if yeah. you, there's three events particularly like, you can just do those three one after the other. I decided to do all 10, so wasn't really much point to me doing that, but there you go. Them's the breaks. And playing through all those ones where you're going downhill, playing through each of them twice, you'd think there'd be some progression of skills or knowledge of how to play it. Not at all. I went into a tree or a flagpole within about 15 seconds maximum every single time. Yep. There were three different control schemes that were apparently different to one another for skiing. I tried all three. They were all just as bad as each other. So not really anything much to differentiate them. They fe- It felt like playing Quop, that, the online game where you make a man run with QWO and P. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you don't know, you do know Quop. You were looking confused. Yeah. So it know. felt like playing that. And I think Quop was born out of that idea of um, tedious controls. Uh, and they kind of tried to make it silly and fun at the same time and challenging in a fun and interesting and, and zany way. These weren't that at all. They were... They had tried to do something control-wise and failed each each time. The only controls that I feel worked well were the long jump, the ski jump ones. And I, whether they made sense or not, I don't... No, I suppose it did. So the, the own, this is the only one that made sense. On the ski jump, you get a little picture of skis on the right-hand side, bottom right-hand corner. And when you lift off, you have to press A to start your descent down the ramp. And as you go down the ramp, there's a little pair of arrows that go up and down the skis. And you've got to try and keep that arrow in the middle of the skis by pressing up and down. The idea being that you're keeping your center of gravity over the center of the skis. Um, I assume that makes it more efficient and lets you speed up or something. Then you press A to launch. And while you're in the air, the man will flap his arms left or right. So if he's if he's veering to the left, his, ar- his right arm will come up. If he's veering to the right, his left arm will come up. And as as that happens, you have to counter that by pushing in the opposite direction to gain, to again, keep him balanced in the air. Finally, when you are about to land, you need to press any button to adopt the position. And if you do all of that correctly, then you'll get a decent um, a, a decent distance and you'll land properly and you get then scores for technique and distance uh, combined and i managed to get 93 on that but it's because the the control scheme is very learnable the rest of the control schemes not not at all the bobsled and luge were weird did you just uh, leave out the ski jump then did you figure that out yourself or was that because you had a look at the manual just to work nope, it out i read the manual right okay yeah i uh, broke uh, a tradition of a lifetime <laughs> conversely i figured out or discovered that you could do a ski jump you didn't get a very good score, but if you pressed nothing, you still at least completed it. Whereas with the vast majority of other events, I was finishing either 16th out of 16 or being disqualified. I still finished 16th yeah. on ski jump by doing nothing, but uh, at least I finished. I'm in the dining room right now. Hannah's in the living room, and we have a sort of kind of open planish situation. And she was pissing herself watching me play that or listening to me play that. I think the thing that really got her was that I said, Something along the lines of, oh, I'm going, I'm going. No, the trees or something like that. Because that, that was just how it was. Anything on the side of a, a mountain, any kind of track, 
and skiing, I ended up meeting the trees within the first 10 seconds. But as I said, though, I think that's a combination of both the control system being shonky, but also the camera position and the fact you were going down Mm. and the things were going up towards you, if that makes sense. It just it didn't play well. No, it didn't feel very like a very natural. So if you think about, I mentioned 1080 snowboarding. If you think about the third person perspective from behind the shoulder that we have with most downhill snowboarding of uh, games these days, like modern modern control style uh, game uh, snowboarding games. If you think about that, it just makes complete sense, and it also allows you to orientate yourself mm. from a from a first person point of view, even if it's a third person perspective you you're looking the same direction your left is their left and your right is their right and so on here everything was backwards so it it took that extra little step of programming in your head before you press the button and when you press the button oftentimes i pressed the wrong one so there was a there was a learning step that i just wasn't getting Mm -hmm. past with this presumably if you were stuck in the 90s with this in 19 whatever it was you got it and you were playing it again and again because you felt like you had to you would surely have got past that step i remember hitting a lot the, the animation that came up today of hitting the tree or getting conked out by a flag or something i remember seeing that animation a lot so i don't think i did so well back in the day either right okay right well, I think by and large, then, what we're saying is that this game is a massive miss. Well, we've not talked about all the events because I liked a couple of them. You're not so keen. Okay. I, I certainly liked a couple of them. The, which? The, the three that we've not talked about are the Freestyle Moguls, which was one with the bumps, and that stank as well. But yeah. the other two were good. The Biathlon was the one where you're skiing along and then have to stop and shoot some targets i really enjoyed that one i thought it it played really well you didn't and i thought it looked really nice there was a lovely blizzard effect at at occasions during the the course as well which i really liked in terms of the skiing on the biathlon i thought that skiing worked because it kind of recreated so you either alternated between pressing a and b uh, as a, a slider went across a what you call it a spectrum yeah or you pressed left and right they did the same thing and the momentum on the as the arrow moved along this bar from one side to the other the it gained momentum which sent it sort of flying into the other side but if you could just catch it at the right moment and and sort of just stop it before it hit that other side it would then slow 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 stop and start coming the other way and then gain momentum in that way so as you were seesawing between these two buttons it really did feel like there was a laboriousness to Mm -hmm. dragging the 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 same the same effort that they were having to make dragging their legs back and forth to to push themselves for to propel themselves forward you were kind of getting a sense of that so that that element of it was i thought pretty well um observed and well realized this the shooting was the issue the shooting was just like if you think how skilled these people are to boil to boil down the shooting to a like a, a wobbly camera that is zoomed in way too far and that you just have to you just have to sort of push it in in a certain it, you have to push it in a direction and hope that it's going to pass across the the space that you need to shoot it just felt like a completely unskilled potluck shooting thing 
and a shooting game and it, it didn't reflect to me it didn't reflect the effort that they were making and it didn't reflect the skill of the people that were taking part nor did it allow me to feel skillful in any way my reference point for it is playing the darts in gta 4 when you're drunk and it's again the idea of having that reticule you're trying to line up with the the number you're trying to aim at and if you tap left it then goes flying to the left quite a lot and it's about that tapping left and right to try and get that nuance to try and get it precise the circle that you're using to aim with the shooting was as ashley said it's very difficult to control i thought that was maybe to reflect the cold atmosphere or maybe because of the fact that the person has just hauled themselves as you said across these surfaces and they may be struggling to aim however i also see your point that these are supposed to be skilled athletes that can handle that regardless they're obviously trying to create a challenge yeah for the player and uh, they're also trying to recreate this element, this sense of looking down a, a scope, because it's quite a distance that they're looking, uh, looking across for these tiny little targets that are black holes in a in a board. Um, but it, and and those elements aren't the issue. The issue is that it's so you've just said it's like the GTA game where you are drunk playing darts. These they aren't drunk, are they? It shouldn't no. give that sensation. It works in GTA because the because that's the point. But here, these athletes have trained for years to be able to keep a steady aim and to work under under the pressure of the cold and the the actual environment, uh, the the event, uh, the environment and the event. And that isn't represent that isn't reflected in the way the game handles that situation. It makes you feel unskilled and drunk, which then make makes you feel like those skilled people aren't skilled at all so a double miss which coincidentally is also what i was getting quite a lot in the shooting (laughs) and then i also really like the short track which was just racing around a big zero round and round Mm. tapping a and b to speed up uh very simple i thought it looked really nice pseudo not pseudo 3d it had this nice isometric isometric character went through different frames of animation to create a sense of of going around the track i thought it looked nice and played really well Mm. I just thought it was limited. And and I think that's one of the things that we need to address, really, because this is the kind of package that would get hammered these days as a, a glorified minigame compilation. Yeah, definitely. And I, I understand that it was different times and everything. But in terms of looking back uh, and seeing what passed muster, it's a little bit shocking, to be honest. Because these, you've got ten events, and the ten events uh, we we were na- we were failing them more than we were nailing them. Or but even, even if, and especially if we'd nailed them, we would be flying through this in ten minutes, and that's every single event, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think there are lots of opportunities missed to have made this better. One thing I thought about while we were playing was the fact that you had to refer to the manual to understand what, firstly, what to do in each event, and then Mm. secondly, how to actually play the event. Well, as you started each event, there was a a really nice screen that showed you the course you were playing on. It told you the name of the town it was in, in Norway, and it told you the date of when that event took place, which lovely bits of Mm. information. But could there have been then a second screen to say, in this event, you need to do this. Here's the buttons you need to press in order to do it. Just something like that, just to have made it really clear. I thought it would improve the game yeah. so much. Yeah, quite possibly. I still think that there would have been problems because I had that with the manual. I had that information. Incidentally, I will just say this. The manual didn't present that information in clear and concise ways. It embedded it in paragraphs of 
flavor text which Mm. in one way was interesting and nice like it described what the super g was and it described what the moguls were in terms of the events the actual events but then it peppered in those paragraphs were if you press a at the right time blah 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 blah. so you had to read those things you had to or at least scan them in order to pick out the important information so that that's an issue with the manual if they if they taken those button prompts they wouldn't even have to be a second screen just needed to be in the bottom left hand corner Mm. of that of that screen with all the information so yes i think that would be one way to try to try and help the player you have picked up on one of the things that i think is a strength uh which is the presentation i think it was spare but what they did have was pretty pretty good i liked the opener and i think you did too where the 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 I suppose it'd be like the splash screen or the attract screen or whatever you call it. It had uh, like a homage to all of the previous Winter Olympics and there was a world map and the names and dates of the various different Winter Olympics were flying out from the the place on the map that they took place. That was a nice little touch. Exactly. Uh, And uh, for for buffs, for Winter Olympic fanatics, uh, a nice little uh, homage, as I say. Um, similarly, there were those animations that were part of the full Olympics. They were quite nice too. The animations are part of the full Olympics. Yeah, the full Olympic, the animations that open up the Olympics and close the Olympics. So the lighting of the torch or the flame or whatever. Yeah, sorry, I'm with you now. Which which you compare to being like a point and click, which I think is a good reference point. Reference point as well. The the animation, the style, and the music certainly as well was very much that type of game. It definitely weirdly was, wasn't it? It yeah. was. Uh, I'd be interested to know whether there was a reason for that. Maybe someone with a background in in uh, point and clicks. And, and again, it. another thing that we discovered that was nice for again people who are Winter Olympic aficionados: the ten events are represented on a, a screen by having ten icons that were this kind of pinky purple color with little pixelated figures in each one to, to represent what the event mm. was. It turns out from a bit of looking at wikipedia that those were the official pictures that were used for the 1994 winter olympics to represent each event so that nice consistency across i think is is welcomed as well yeah that it doesn't surprise me at all the branding uh, mm. element of the winter olympics has been quite a staple of uh, certainly a staple of all the olympics events that i have uh, taken notice of in my lifetime to the point where actually i don't know if you watch the opening ceremony of the tokyo olympics nope they they made it oh well, this this bit of it, it was actually quite fun. They had a, a pair of people or, yeah, a, a team of people who were creating in in real life. They were recreating the uh, official icons for each of the events in the in the Summer Olympics. And it was done for comic effect. It was it was uh, it was quite enjoyable. They were doing it like it was sort of like whose line is it anyway, but right, uh, okay. with with props and things to try and recreate these icons it was strange and fun yeah there we go nothing else to say about this game no no there isn't is there no 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 well maybe in uh maybe before his time we should do marine cycle at the winter olympics mm, you see why didn't you go for that never played it never played it oh, oh. Okay. I'll play it mm. I'll play in the next four years so then we can we can shoehorn it in using our, our fantastic format. yay yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed us, please remember to come and join us on 
all the social meds and like share subscribe rate and review as well yes please uh, and also come back next week for another episode it's my episode so we'll be doing a, a good game this is becoming this is becoming a, a much too frequent thing i'm having to dig us out of holes right well far too often i'm gonna i'm gonna come back at you with a, a one two the next my couple of those gonna be good ones i promise are they are yep. they though I promise. Look, look at me in the eyes. Are they, though? Hands on heart. See you next week. See you later. Bye.